Welcome to the Fantasy Football Bandwagon. Hey, Braden, guess what? Hey, what? This is the Fantasy Football Bandwagon Podcast, episode 10 DAs, as in, we've been doing this longer than 10 DAs. <laughs> wow, I did not think you were going to go there. Yeah, I thought you were going somewhere else with not that. what you thought I was going to say. Yeah. This is our 10th episode, Fantasy Football Bandwagon Podcast. Thanks for jumping on, everybody. We probably would have given up on this um, probably nine episodes ago if nobody listened to it or somebody told us it sucked. So... Even if you're listening, you haven't told us it sucked yet, so we're just going to keep going, rolling along with it. And honestly, even if you did tell us it sucked, we would probably keep going. Anyways. Yeah, it might hurt our egos a little bit. We got some pretty big uh, it's pretty big egos sometimes, but uh, yeah, we really appreciate it, guys. We've been getting some listeners, some consistency. It's, it's really cool. Uh, we don't hear from you guys a lot, so if you guys would send us some questions or, you know, it's draft season. It's time to start asking questions. Who do I take over who? Why do I take them? Um... Go follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, at FFBandwagon. Uh, follow us on our Facebook group, the Fantasy Football Bandwagon. We post a lot of stuff there, and it's it's draft season. We're getting into it, guys. You got two weeks left, two weekends left to draft until the fantasy football, or the real football season starts uh, September 9th. I think it's September 9th. is Thursday night between the Chiefs and the Houston Texans. It's going to be good. Football season is upon us, people. That it is. Um, you know, I just piggyback off what Nolan said. We we love hearing from you guys. We love hearing um We love talking questions. fantasy football. We, we love talking fantasy football. We want to help you win your league. If you're just um, average, below average, I mean, if you're advanced, like, great. It's always nice to have somebody to talk to about it. Yeah, we just like talking fantasy football. I we, me and Braden have done a few, uh, we're pretty much in every league together, but we've done a, a few drafts already. Um, some of the earlier ones we did, our home league we did on Sunday, this past Sunday. That was real fun. Home leagues are always fun because it's your buddies and, you know, they talk a lot of smack, but they don't really know what the hell they're doing sometimes. So it's it's fun to watch their picks and we'll go over maybe some of those and, and just tell you some of how the home league went. Yeah, I know. I know. We got sniped a couple times just because. Because um... everybody's been listening to us. They know our. <laughs> they know our guys. My wife uh, started playing this league with us, and she's actually been listening to the podcast, so she knows all the people I want to take, and so she decides she wants to take them too. Yep. I, there's also a plus to that. I got Miles Sanders in the third round because we dissed on Miles Sanders yeah, so yeah, much. We, we that so nobody, much nobody that he wanted. fell. <laughs> so, yeah. That's uh, we really appreciate it, guys. Everybody that has listened, even even my wife, she'll probably hopefully she'll listen to this one and hear that I love her. I love you. Sometimes, except we're enemies on the fantasy football field. She yeah, she she's like going that. down. I, I didn't even sit by her at the draft, so she was she wasn't too happy with me. <laughs> yeah, we'll just kind of go over some pointers today. Some some kind of different questions we went through. Did all our divisional breakdowns. Go back and listen to some of those if you have questions about a couple guys on some certain teams. Um, some things may have changed since then. So like yeah, obviously sure. obviously like if we if we're talking about Darius Geis, we that was before the Geis news hit. Do that not he draft was, Darius Geis, yeah. by the way. He is no longer probably ever gonna play in the NFL again. So, um yeah, just keep that in mind when you're going back and and listening to 
dated podcast. Yeah. Brayden, let's talk about kind of each of our draft strategies. Like what what you like to do in the draft, what you're thinking. Uh, like I said, we've done a few drafts. We've done some bunch of mock drafts. We both, you know, every year is different. Your draft strategy this year may not be the same draft strategy you had last year because the landscape in the NFL changes, uh, COVID changes things. What has been kind of, in the drafts you've done so far, what has been kind of your draft strategy? So we've gone through a couple different drafts. Um, we've gone through, through two as co-owners, and then we've gone through um, a couple singles where it's, you know, I'm drafting my team and Nolan's drafting his team. And I will say that we've taken a couple different approaches, um, and I do like one more than the other. I, when we draft together as co-owners, um, we tend to to try to grab um, top five wide receivers and fade um, some of the some of the bigger running back names just because of how things fell. And um, then you know when I do my leagues with just me on it, I, I prioritize running back and it just happens to work out where I get I get a, a top five running back or whatever, right? And um, I'm usually happier with my team when I do running back first because I, I like so many wide receivers in in the fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, seventh round to where I feel like I can make up for it. Yeah, um, I think in in most years, you know, people say there's a thing called a zero RB strategy, which is you don't draft a running back for the first two rounds. Would I recommend that? No, probably not. Running back is the most, I, I running back is the most important position on your fantasy team because there are so few stud running backs. Wide receiver, there are a bunch of, uh, a ton of stud wide receivers out there, and uh, my draft strategy this year that I found in the ones that we've done is. You know, most of the time I try to load up on running backs, but it's been get one guy, and then by the time the second round comes around, I don't have a great pick, and I don't want to waste my second round on that guy when I can still get a top five, in my opinion, wide receiver. So in, in some of my drafts this year, it's been even the ones I've done with you, we, we load up on, on one stud running back. Uh, the co-owned Dynasty League we just did a startup, we, we grabbed Zeke, and then I don't think we grabbed another running back for, for a while which isn't really the most ideal but I, I think I think you can make it work this year. That's the way the draft fell to you. Yeah. You know, you, you never want to stick with a say I'm drafting running back running back no matter what. That's not a good you need to be flexible when you go in. So Yeah, exactly. And I think there's uh, running backs not as deep, but I think there are some good usable running backs a little later on. Uh talk about the 6th, 5th round, 7th round. There's, there's a few usable guys. They're not going to be stud workhorses necessarily, but they're going to be guys that are going to get you points. Um, they're going to have some boomer bust weeks, but I think they're passable, and I, I've found myself stocking up on wide receiver talent this year in most of my drafts. I just get one good stud guy that I can rely on at running back, rotate my second running back out, uh, and just load up on wide receiver, go wide receiver heavy. Uh, mostly because you start two wide receivers. Some of them you start three. Some of them you have two flexes. I'm gonna have five stud wide receivers. If I if I can start five wide receivers, I'm gonna get one stud running back, and then I'm gonna get five guys that I feel like I can count on every week at wide receiver and just start those guys or a tight end. We did um our dynasty startup league. We just did. Yep. Uh, I think we ended up taking George Kittle in the third round. It was third or second round. Uh, maybe it was late. Maybe it was it, early it was third late. Round. Se- it, it, it was late second. 
It was One late second, two. I think. But um, and then we came back around later, and it was kind of the the point where it was you know the best player available is Zach Ertz, so we decided to go take Zach Ertz. He's another, not that we necessarily needed him, but he's if your flex is a position. You have to plan to play that flex too. Zach Ertz, regardless of if he's a tight end or not, he's getting more points than all those wide receivers on my bench. Best so player kinda, available. Yeah, you got to kind of go with the flow like that. And it was like, let's take Zach Ertz. There's some young wide receivers here and whatnot, but he's the best player available that I can still play on my team and be consistent with. Yeah, I, I completely agree. You have to be fluid with the draft. Let it come to you. That's the best way to draft. You're going to end up with a, with, you know, you're going to be happier with your team by the end of it. Um, you, I mean, you do need to at least have one running back drafted out of the first two rounds, I would say. I, at least the first three. There's some guys that are passable in the first three rounds. Running back is important, but I think I think you can scrape running back together. If you get Le'Veon Bell in the third round and he's your RB1, I think you'll be okay as long as you, in those first two rounds, you took stud guys. Yeah, as long I, as you took stud guys in the first two rounds, if you got Michael Thomas... And you came back and got Lamar Jackson and Le'Veon Bell is your RB1. I think you'll be okay and you can scrape it together. Yeah, um, I I I'm more I like to get the safer top ten top ten backs. You know, like Le'Veon. I know you have him projected high this year. You have him projected as a top ten. Um, I have but, him at ten. Yeah. Yeah. So I I mean I I feel I would feel safer drafting one in the first two rounds. But like I said, there's been there's been times that it's just not feasible. Like it just doesn't happen. Um, the let the draft come to you, and whatever you know, whatever decision you make, just make sure that make sure that you're aware of of what you need later on in the draft. Well, what is your biggest don't? Like, what is the biggest thing you don't do in while you're drafting? Really, um, I would I would say. Aside from Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes, don't draft a quarterback early. And like, how early is early? <clears throat> early to me is I wouldn't touch a quarterback, even those two, within the first round and a half. Okay. Don't take a quarterback early. Yeah, I think those two, uh, Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, are going <laughs> towards the middle, uh, to the middle of the second round to the middle of the third round. They're not one of those guys isn't making it through the second round. Um, yeah, if you're, the, I mean, the, the other one's probably going in the third round. And the only reason I say that is because, like, I'm personally, I'm not, I'm probably not taking one of them unless it's in the third round. Um, but I'm not gonna, like, I'm not gonna bash you for taking Lamar Jackson in the late second round because it's a good pick. Lamar Jackson is great. You know, he's gonna yeah. get you a bunch of rushing yards and he's gonna throw a bunch of touchdowns. <laughs> so exactly. My one of, uh, so I actually thought of two while I was sitting here. One of my don'ts is. Don't be a homer, okay? Everybody's got their favorite team. You all have a favorite yes. team. Don't draft everybody from your favorite team. I promise you it's not going to work out, especially if they suck. If, you, if you're a Dolphins fan and you draft Ryan Fitzpatrick and Jordan Howard and Devontae Parker, the Dolphins aren't going to have good games every week. I promise you. That's not... It's not good. Don't don't be a homer. Yeah, if if you're a Cowboys fan or whatever, take Zeke. Take take a guy from your favorite team, but don't stock up on one team. It's not a good idea. Yeah, if you if you feel like you want to reach half a round or whatever because you you have a player that you want and you say he plays for the Cowboys and you're like, I want to reach half a round for Amari Cooper. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, but just, just don't don't be a homer. And uh, the other don't is don't be afraid to take somebody. Don't take somebody just because you don't 
like them, if that makes sense. Like we we've been dogging on Miles Sanders. Okay, I'm not big on Miles Sanders, but you have to play the game like it's a value-based game. If I don't like Miles Sanders, but that primarily means I don't like him where he's his ADP is at, where he's being drafted. Mm-hmm. But like Braden said, if he falls to the fourth round, and you know I don't think he's gonna have a top ten season, you're not getting him in the top ten in the fourth round. At that point, he's a value. You you don't. I don't uh, think he'll ever go in the fourth. Yeah, round. well, don't don't use your bias. Don't don't draft somebody because you don't think you like them. You might not like them where they were being drafted, but you're gonna like them later. You're gonna get the value out of them. Yeah, like you know another one. Uh, Marquise Brown on the Ravens. You know, if you don't like the Ravens' passing attack, nobody on the Ravens catches passes. If if he falls, or or he gets there, and it's you know you're deciding between him and you're like, oh, I think John Brown's better than Marquise Brown. Probably not. <laughs> don't, and you're just not a Ravens fan. Don't don't not draft Marquise Brown just because you don't like the Ravens or something like that. Yeah, no, you're, those, you're losing out on talent. You those, draft the talent. Those are two good points. I like both of those a lot. Draft the talent. What um, what players do you find yourself drafting a lot? I know I we've we've been talking about our players. So that's what we've been going through, is our uh, our breakdowns and all that. We we have our guys, but now that we've done a few drafts, like we've each ended up with like certain guys that we've talked about a lot. I have actually ended up with Philip Lindsay on almost all my teams. I think because. Uh, he's going late. He's going. I've been getting him the eighth, ninth round, seventh round stuff like that. And like I said, I've been going wide receiver heavy. So I get one good guy, and I go a bunch of wide receivers. Maybe throw in a, one of the star tight ends. You know, I think I've got Zach Ertz, Mark Andrews, and a couple George Kittle in that one. And then come back around. Philip Lindsay's still going to get touches. He's going to split time there at least to start off the season. It's more of a fifty-fifty to start off at least in Denver with Melvin Gordon, you're still getting a usable running back that late. And that's why I've said I think you can piece it together with some guys like that. Mark Ingram's going a little later. Um, some guys like Tevin Coleman's still going to split touches over in San Francisco. So uh, I've Tevin Coleman, Philip Lindsay, I've ended up with those guys. Um, I've been trying to get my boy Kyler, but it hasn't always worked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people are a little, little more on that train. Um I got okay. So a couple guys, I feel like I've ended up with Mark Ingram in a couple leagues, just because he's one of those you know fifth fifth sixth round guys that that you can get later, and he's going to be a a great I mean a great option for you really a great running back too. Um, Devontae Parker is another one that I target. I actively target him, and believe it or not. And when I start staring down in the past couple of drafts, Nolan, when I start staring down Sammy Watkins, I'm like, I really, like, I just look at the talent around where he's being taken, and I'm like, okay, I know we've been down this road with Sammy Watkins being the number two wide receiver on the best offense in the league. Like, everything points towards Sammy Watkins is going to be great this year. Yep. And then he doesn't, but yet I still come back to the well. (laughs) I yeah I I understand it makes it that's and that's value at that point I think in our in our dynasty startup we just did the other day I'm pretty sure we got Sammy Watkins we, in like almost the last round of like a 20 round draft we did everybody was just passing him and at that point he, at that point no matter what he's a value at that point you're taking rookies who you are take him. fifth on the depth chart yeah how did Sammy Watkins last 
that long and, and you take him even if you don't like Sammy Watkins like I was saying don't don't not draft somebody because you don't like them at that point he is a value and you have to take him if for because some you're reason, not wasting any, you're not spending anything to get him if for some reason Sammy Watkins comes out and plays like he did in the playoffs last year for the first two or three games you are you've already got your value out of you're him. gonna like yeah you've already got your value out of him you won't need anything else from him but more than likely if he's playing that good you're going to have a wide receiver two that you drafted almost in the last round. So yeah, exactly. that, that's the whole point of, of you know, taking somebody like that late. Um, and then obviously there, Joe Mixon, I wish I was drafting Joe Mixon a lot more, but I'm just, I haven't been in the, in the situation to do it. So I've actually also found myself in like the fifth, sixth round. I'm, I don't know why, but I've been grabbing one of those top five tight ends. You know, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, those guys are going to go first, second round, or not first, second round, second, third round. Uh, but then Mark Andrews, Zach Ertz, Darren Waller going around the fifth, sixth. I I think every league I've done, even the startup, you know, we grabbed Kittle in like the second. And then I grabbed Mark Andrews in our home league the other day. I, uh, we ended up with Zach Ertz also in the other league. Uh, yeah, I for whatever reason I like the talent around there. Like I said, those guys are you draft the talent. You still have a flex position to play even after tight end. Uh, your your tight end position is slightly more important than your flex position. So I, I I've just been grabbing one of those stud tight ends. Yeah, I feel like um, just to go piggyback off that George Kittle. I feel like I've when I do more mock drafts. The more mock drafts that I do. I find myself taking George Kittle late in the second round more than not, just because I look at everybody around that yeah. around and, that area, and, and I'm like, so deep. I'm like, man, if I could get George Kittle here, he's essentially a wide receiver one, and then you come around on the turn and you grab another wide receiver one. You're, I mean, you're doubling, you're kind of doubling the value in yeah. a way. You know? I, I so, think, uh, I think I saw saw a statistic that if he was a wide receiver, he would have been like wide receiver five last year. Yeah. Dude, in exactly. So yeah, so take take that. I think he would have been wide receiver five. Travis Kelsey would have been like seven or eight or something like that. So these guys have these guys put up numbers like wide receivers. Like you're not hurting yourself by drafting these people. I promise. You can yeah. take Kittle. What we did in, in our dynasty startup, I think we grabbed Zeke. I think we had the third pick. We drafted Zeke, and it was twelve team, twelve teams. Yep. And so it came back around. We got Zeke. Um, got second round. We took George Kittle. There's four picks till our next pick, and then we came around and got Kenny Galladay. So right there, we have three studs, I feel like. You know, Zeke's the top five guy. Zeke's the most consistent uh, football player for the last five years. George Kittle's... It's a great start. Essentially the number one at his position from this point going forward. And then Kenny Galladay, in both of our minds, is a top five guy, young guy with a quarterback who can get him the ball. So we felt like that was a really good start. And, and you're not hurting yourself by drafting three top guys at their position for your first three rounds yeah and i think another thing just to kind of go off of uh when we're when we're saying what's your biggest don't and you know you're, you're gonna hear a lot from a lot of different analysts is don't draft quarterback early don't draft tight end early and there's reasons why but there's always remember there's always exceptions to the rule okay lamar jackson pat mahomes travis kelsey george kittle those are the four exceptions to that rule so don't don't again don't go in saying i'm not drafting a tight end or a quarterback early because if it falls right you need to yeah and our home league is always fun you know it's the guys we play with around here 
we're not gonna we're, let's let's call this guy let's call this guy John. Okay, John had the second overall pick. Okay. Oh, John. Christian McCaffrey went first, like he should have. Second overall pick. John decided he was gonna take Patrick Mahomes. Wait, he didn't take Saquon? No, he didn't take Saquon. He didn't take Zeke. He didn't take Michael Thomas. He took Patrick Mahomes second overall. Uh, Is that going to lose him the league? Probably not. Okay, I, I don't think that's how you lose the league. But is that a little early for Patrick Mahomes? Probably. Okay, but also think about this. Yes, it's probably not going to lose lose him the league. You know, you win your league in season doing waiver wire pickups and stuff. Anyway, hold on. So let me reiterate, you don't win your draft. You don't win your league at the draft. Your draft is the stepping stones to get you to the championship, but you do not win at the draft. Okay, but would he have would he have been better going Saquon and then coming back and getting Patrick Mahomes? Probably, yeah. He probably still could have got Pat Mahomes. Okay, so you could have had Saquon and Pat Mahomes. So I mean, just that just as an example, like that's well, how it, it would hurt. And him. that's why it matters to know who you're drafting with too, especially if it's a bunch of people you know, like ours was. We all knew he was going to probably do that before he before the draft even started. I think somebody else was like, he's going to take Patrick Mahomes second. Yeah, and and you know he um he probably he did that because he's John and because. <laughs> He somebody's gonna take Pat Mahomes before it comes back around to him in that league. Um, he Pat Mahomes in most home leagues is probably going in the first round, just just like Cause Lamar everybody Jackson. Knows who Pat Mahomes is. Yeah. So so um, if you have a you know if you have a late uh, take advantage of it. Yeah. If you have a late late pick or something like that, just it helps to know your draft and and have a draft who you want. If you if you like Russell Wilson more than you like Patrick Mahomes and you like Lamar Jackson and you th- you think he's gonna have a better season. Take Russell Wilson over both of those guys. It's fine. Yep. But don't be afraid to take somebody because you don't like them, like I said. Yeah, just know, just, important thing is to know values. So, um, just go in knowing a little bit of values. If you don't, if you don't want to spend the time to study, get, get some rankings. We have rankings, uh, on our, go to our Instagram. And, yeah, we're going to be, we're going to be putting those up. And we'll probably put those up. We're going to be posting this them, week. so. Um, you can always go download download it and and there you have what you need. So, well, okay, and we'll kind of go over now. For we have uh, everybody has that guy in, in in their league. You know, we had John who thinks he knows it all, and he's like, you know, this guy's the number one wide receiver on the team who retired three years ago, um, and takes Patrick Mahomes number two overall. And By the way, the guy, I hope you're listening, John. Yeah, and then you have the guy that um, is the newbie. We're going to call him, uh, they all have basic names, so I can't just use basic names to describe them because the people in the- Bob. Yeah, we'll call him Bob. We'll call him Bob because they have basic-ass names anyways. So Bob is the newbie who doesn't really know what he's doing and didn't really, not that he didn't study, but he didn't figure out how to actually draft or use the draft client before you get there. Let's just say there were no mock drafts to be had. Yes, so he um, took Russell Wilson. He had the 12th pick, or 14th pick. There's 14 teams in this league, by the way. Um, for the and I got Miles Sanders yes. in the third round. 14, he he picked fourteen. Um, if you don't know how a fantasy draft works, you know it starts at one, goes to fourteen, and then the second round starts fourteen to one. So if you're at the end, either one or fourteen, it alternates, and you pick twice on the ends. So he took Russell Wilson at the end of the first round, which is fine. Fourteenth pick, that's fine. He likes Russell Wilson. First pick of the second round, Jimmy Garoppolo. Don't really know what happened there. Might have been some technical difficulties. Uh, he didn't tell me there were technical difficulties, but th- that happened. 
Um, oh, Bob. So, like we've kind of went over before. Oh, Bob. Yeah. Like we kind of went over before. You know, you you want to get a you you want at least one good stud running back that you can count on. At least one. You have to try to get one. And you know what? Even that didn't ruin his draft. He yeah. he still ended up with a decent team. Like, so. You, you can mess up and still have a decent team. I will say he's definitely lacking in, in running backs. Yeah. He definitely needs to try to trade for one or something like that. But, um, I mean, that's kind of what you do. Like like we said, get you a running back, load up on – you play more wide receivers, essentially. Load up on some wide receivers. Get one of those maybe uh, four or five tight ends. And then I, I've seen a lot this year. There's a lot more quarterbacks going in the mid mid-rounds. You know, it used to be somebody takes one early and then everybody waits till like round ten. This year, after round five, is when all the quarterbacks are going. We we just ran up a mock draft a little bit ago to kind of just see what it gave us. D- Dak, Deshaun, w- Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, they're all going in the fifth, sixth round, and then after that, people are taking Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, all the guys that they think are going to sling it. It's that's kind of how it's going. So you can kind of wait at least until almost the fifth, sixth round. To before everybody starts taking quarterbacks it, to get the guy that you want. Yeah, um, I've I've noticed that too. And even in even in in your league, in your home league, that we just we know we've talked about it because it, it just happened. Um, I didn't even grab a quarterback or a tight end until the last like two rounds because it just got to the point where I'm like I'm not gonna press and and reach for one. I'm gonna grab my value. And I'm already pot committed to to not taking one. So, yeah. um, you know, if you're going to commit to not doing it and you keep having value come to you, uh, just wait it out. There's always plenty at the end. So, well, and, and sometimes I see people grab one of these stud quarterbacks. They'll grab Deshaun Watson. And then, like, four rounds later, they'll grab their backup quarterback. Don't, don't do that. You're never going to start that backup quarterback yeah. over Deshaun Watson. The bye week's a different story. Okay, me and Braden don't draft with bye weeks in mind. I don't care what your bye week is. I'll kind of figure it out as I go. I don't think that's a big deal unless your whole entire team has the same bye week. Then you probably just lose that week and you just deal with it. But you don't need two quarterbacks on your roster unless you kind of have some guys that are like, eh, I don't know, I waited a little late and my starting quarterback is Baker Mayfield or Jared Goff. Okay, maybe roster both of those guys, but if you have Dak Prescott... You don't need to draft Ben Roethlisberger in the eleventh round. Don't even draft another quarterback. Yeah, you you don't you don't need another quarterback because you're not going to start them over Dak Prescott at that point. So instead of wasting that spot on a quarterback, draft some other wide receiver talent or another running back that has some upside that can start if something happens. That's that's how you that's how you win fantasy drafts. Draft one of the, one of the other tight ends that can that can come in there. Don't don't waste your roster spot on a backup quarterback and maybe even a backup tight end like if you get George Kittle. You don't really need to get another one unless, in very few occasions, you draft um, you draft for trade bait. That's what we call it. Uh, we, like I said, in the Dynasty League, we got George Kittle early, and then later we saw Ertz. He's a value for us. He helps our team. We can start him, and he's also trade bait for us if we want to try to move him and get somebody else for him because he's still a stud guy. Yep. All right. Um, we've talked a lot about a lot about draft drafting um i want to i want to go that's into what it's about yeah that's it, the experience it's fun it's a fun part it's for sure the funnest part of fantasy what is it okay so is playing fantasy the funnest part like the week to week or is like win, winnings winnings fun too okay winning some championships or is it the drafting that you enjoy more winning is obviously first winning the championship is the best 
the feeling of winning that championship is the best. Um, man, that's it's hard because the draft, like that's what your your build up is all about. Like that's you're like okay, football is here, you know. Um, but watching the games is is also fun too. You know, I I think I think probably building the foundation to your to your team is probably this. I'm gonna put it second, and then the game day on third. I I don't know. I I think drafting is part of the some of the best part. Yeah. Yeah. That that might be first besides winning, obviously. Obviously, we've both won before, so we know how that feels. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. people like uh, Bob and John have not won in ever or quite a while. So <laughs> John, you don't know what you're talking about, buddy. Come at me. Yep. All right. So we're gonna do a couple games here, just real quick before we end the show. I got a good one for you, Nolan. All right. All right. Give it to me. Some scenarios. I got you. Scenarializations. Right All right. I'm gonna give you a keep trade cut between these three players. All right. Oh, okay. First one is Amari Cooper. Let me let me break this down. First one is Amari Cooper. Second one is Adam Thielen. Third one is Robert Woods. Oh boy. Keep trade cut. Keep trade cut. Oh boy. That, I know you got a lot to think about here. Um, I'm uh, probably I'm probably gonna keep Robert Woods. I'm probably going to trade Amari Cooper, and I'll cut Thielen. Oh, man. That's, That's what I'm going to do. I feel like you can get the most value for Amari Cooper by trading him, especially on a hot week because he's a boomer bust guy. If he if he booms, you can probably trade him and get the most value out of him. Robert Woods is the most consistent. I have him as like a top 15 fantasy wide receiver for me. So he's just a consistent guy. And... Uh, so I like Robert Woods. I have Robert Woods at 14, and I have Adam Thielen at 15, so that's why I'm cutting Thielen. I, I actually I think I would go um, keep Adam Thielen, trade Amari Cooper, because you're getting the value from Cooper, like you said, and then um, I'm probably cutting Robert Woods. I'm not as high on Robert Woods, so um, yeah, that's where I'm at. All right, here's... Um, well, let me, let me give you one. Okay. This is what I was faced with in the home league the other day. Uh, I got to the fourth round. I had a running back. I had a wide receiver. Uh, I think I had a, my second wide receiver. And then the fourth round, I was faced with um, Jarvis Landry or Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, I took Jarvis Landry there. I like the consistency from Jarvis Landry. Jarvis, and I was just talking about Robert Woods. If I, you know, like I said in the podcast, you can get Jarvis Landry. You can get him later than the fourth. I took him in the fourth. It's a bigger league, a 14-team league, which essentially adds a lot more people to the draft pool. Um, but I took him there. I like the consistency. Juju has the big play ability and the superstar ability, but coming off last year and he was hurt last year, and how's his team going to look this year? We'll, we'll kind of see. Yeah, I um, I there I'm probably taking the upside of Juju. Um, just he offers... He offers. He can offer potentially top ten upside, and I don't think Jarvis has that in him. So, and I do agree, Jarvis is going to be more consistent throughout throughout the season for you. You're going to have more consistent play. He's a little more reliable to put in. You can just slide him at that wide receiver two position, and you don't have to really worry about it. Um, what if I told you Jarvis Landry was a wide receiver one last year? 
But was he top ten? He was twelve. That's a wide receiver one. Yeah, I just he's not. I that's not gonna happen again this year. He finished better than Tyler Lockett and Robert Woods. <laughs> Maybe Landry's another guy that I'm gonna end up with a lot on my team this year because I just think he's he's a value for whatever reason. Everybody's hating on him like Braden. I'm calling for comeback season, baby. Odell Beckham oh, yeah. Jr. comeback O-D-D. season. Yep. And I'm actually aiming. I haven't got him yet. Just like I haven't got Joe Mixon, but I I like Odell Beckham a lot this year. Um, all right, so here's here's three for you, Nolan. I think this will be a um, you're staring down in the third round: Leonard Fournette, Todd Gurley, and Le'Veon Bell. Which one? Wait, what? What is your thought staring down those three right there? Like like we were talking about, it kind of depends. Did I get a stud guy? Probably got a stud guy. We're just gonna say that. And um, <laughs> I apologize. My computer started yelling at me. Excuse that noise. Um, I'm probably taking out of those three. I think I have Gurley ranked higher. I like Gurley more than I like the other two this year. I do. I have Gurley one spot above Bell. Okay. Okay. And then I have uh, Fournette a little bit lower. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let you get away with that. All right. So you have Zeke, the most consistent player. In fantasy football, who are you? Who are you taking? Because in the third round, still in, in the third round, people? are you taking upside? Or are you still going to try to go safe play? I'm still taking Todd Gurley. I don't feel like that's a safe play. Oh, okay, okay. You said Todd Gurley. I yeah, thought you said. I thought yeah. you said Le'Veon. I think I said Todd Gurley. I'm taking Todd Gurley either way. Okay, I still, gotcha. Todd Gurley scored 14 touchdowns and had a bad year last year. Yeah, I'm. He's got the upside. He's healthy. He's on a. He's on a team that likes to throw the ball and get the running back the ball. Um, I, I, I like Todd Gurley in the third round this year. My my wife sniped him from me in the, the home league, and she I was did. not happy about it. But She did. I thought about substituting David Johnson for Todd Gurley. What about that? I mean, I mean Leonard Fournette, David Johnson, or Le'Veon. They're, they're You're going Le'Veon they're, they're there, right? In, they're kind of in the same boat. Yeah. David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, and Todd Gurley, I would argue that those three guys are the exact same player this year. They're all guys on newer teams. Granted, Le'Veon was there last year. They're guys that have been studs, been the number one guy in fantasy football. They're kind of washed up a little bit. Now they're on new teams, and they're all in the same position. They all come off some injuries. Le'Veon didn't necessarily come off injury, but kind of take your shot. Whichever one of those three guys you like the most, yep. it's kind of a dark toss. I, I feel better in Gurley and then Le'Veon and then David Johnson, honestly, but that's 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 the order I would do that. Gotcha. Oh, I had uh, something to mention, and then I forgot what it was. Nice. Um, yeah. So, Kareem Hunt and Ronald Jones. Fifth round. It's late fifth. Late fifth round. You um, say you have an even number of of wide receivers and running back so you're not worried about wide receivers so you got two and two so you're looking you're looking at kareem hunt and ronald jones staring you down late fifth oh i'm I'm taking kareem hunt there which i know is your answer also kareem hunt this year has more value than just a backup running back um he could end up being 75 you know 25 in that backfield eventually if something happened to chubb but kareem hunt's got more standalone value and there's less well I guess there's not less stars on that team to throw the ball to, but uh, he he's that's, one of the, that's a close one actually. The more I think about it, yeah, he's he's one of the. 
it, it's really it's getting close. It really is getting close. The more the closer we get to the season, the more I see Ronald Jones uh, creep creep up the draft board. Um, you know, we were kind of all in with him because he was going in the yeah, seventh, I, eighth I, round, like, and then yeah. and then all of a sudden he shoots up and he starts going in the sixth and fifth, and and it's getting harder and harder for me to well, draft him but he's also he's also proving himself well like these these are some of those guys like i said if you if you go wide receiver heavy and you just happen to miss out and don't get one of those studs and you start michael thomas and then you get deandre hopkins and then you maybe go todd Gurley, then you come back around and get kareem hunt ronald jones raheem mostert mark ingram as your number two running back and I think you're sitting fine right there. You're sitting fine with one of those guys as your number two. Oh man, I'm super happy if I go Michael Thomas, um, even Michael Thomas. Look, this, Julio. This, this right here could have went Michael Thomas, Kenny Galladay, uh, Todd Gurley, and you know Ronald Jones, Kareem Hunt. I think that's yeah. a solid start in four, four picks right there for sure. I'd be okay with that. Can I do that? And then you go Stephon Diggs right after that. And then Rob Gronkowski, probably not, but whatever. No, get that out of here. So if you li- you need to go listen to our sleepers bust. He's my yeah. Go my listen bust. to that. Oh, I, I thought of my tip that I had. Follow follow us, obviously, but follow. Get on a fantasy app or turn your notifications on during fantasy football season. It is important. I don't care if you hate your little notifications on your phone. Follow some sort of information. Follow Adam Schefter on Twitter. Follow some fantasy site that puts out a bunch of notifications to let you know if your guys are hurt right off the bat if, if your guys hurt or in practice or something or uh deandre hopkins retires in the middle of halftime and then christian kirk's the top five pick go turn notifications on so you know what's happening at all times and you need to be ready we'll, we'll talk about it more in season but you need to be ready to go pick up these people as fast as you can so turn notifications on stuff like that yep for sure so can't agree more thanks for listening to fantasy football bandwagon podcast all you guys who listen we're trying to keep these a little shorter. They're not going to be an hour long anymore, hopefully. Uh, thanks for jumping on. We appreciate it. Send us your questions. Send us your drafts. Send us your um, trash talk. That's fine, too. Yeah, now that we're done with uh, the divisions, uh, you're more than welcome to go back and listen to those like we mentioned earlier. Um, kind of what's coming up is we are going to be going through our rankings and so you'll get that pretty soon, just in time for your draft. And like like we mentioned a little bit, handed a little bit earlier, we are going to be dropping those to where you have access to them in um, Google Docs. So and you can pick, uh, you know, either mine or Braden's rankings. You'll be able to look at both of them and kind of pick which one you like more and kind of go off that. If you've never been to a live in-person draft, uh, you don't do it on the computer. You have to bring your own sheet of paper with your list of guys and you mark off guys as they get picked. So that's kind of where your rankings come into play. Yep. So um, that that's what's going to be coming, and then we'll go over a little more once the once the season starts. So thank you guys for listening. Go follow us. Um, we're gonna keep coming with the content if you guys if you guys keep keep listening and and enjoying what we're putting out. So howdy ho! Thanks for listening to the show.